www.disneytimepodcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-host, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. How's it going today, guys? Doing all right. Doing okay. Yeah, it's just, you know, the weeks and the months, they just keep dragging on, right? <laughs> yeah. So on today's episode, we're going to recap what's going on with the Disney parks, since there's been a lot of things going on, even in the past week. So we consolidated a bunch of articles and we're just going to discuss that. So you guys ready to talk about the parks? Yep. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the first article we have here is talking about the Disney World Park Reservation System that launched on June 22nd, 2020. So apparently it launched with a bunch of different glitches. I was seeing reports that people were saying they can't get in. They were stuck on the loading screen and it like looped back into the, the same loading screen after. So there was like a, a different launch screen where it says, first, there's the just a moment with the castle. Then you get put into uh, like a space mountain with a countdown. And then people were saying that they get to the zero and then it resets to like 15 minutes or something. And they're like, what happened? <laughs> Did you see anything like that, Rissa, about that? I didn't see anything about it until you shared this article but really, it's not surprising to me, considering Disney's luck with their servers yeah. and kind of what we experienced during D23 Expo. So this is not, it's not surprising. surprising. Yeah. No. Did you see any coverage on that, Nelson? Yeah, I kind of follow different Disney news outlets like Walt Disney World News. And then there's also DFB. Right. Yeah, I follow along pretty closely. And uh, yeah, I was hearing, seeing like waits of over like four hours so i'm less i'm just thinking to myself i would have stopped after the first half hour <laughs> so uh, like <laughs> i wouldn't really when i was hearing and reading this it brought me back like oh flashbacks to d23 last year yeah oh, <laughs> or, i guess yeah. back to 2018 when we were registering for last year's but oh man that was quite the experience and you know hair pullers and nail biting and just like, oh, man. Well, that part, like getting the tickets for D23 Expo wasn't the hard part. It was the panels and, and that right. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was quite an experience. This one, when I saw it, I was like kind of reminded of the uh, Galaxy's Edge reservation system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you attempted that. It yeah. were successful. But yeah, I could only imagine how that situation was. Yeah. I mean, there are people I hear that even they tried to get on the phone because they knew that the internet wasn't working so well and they had to wait three hours as well on the phone and it's like oh i would not do that like how can you hold for that long some people weren't even getting through and they kept trying and trying and they still didn't get through it's just like man they are really trying to go this year <laughs> some people take it seriously so i mean i would take it seriously too it's just it's different because, well, for me, because I'm all the way in California, say, right. well, if we're specifically talking about Disney World. Right. Just being out of state, that's a different hurdle altogether. So I'm more accepting of the fact that I'm probably not going to go this year. Right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, those locals are definitely more diehard since, I mean, I'd be similar with the one here. 
in Disneyland, but yeah. yeah, but these ones they said that the early opening was not even for pass holders. It was That's for true. people that had hotel reservations and already had park admission. Yeah, Correct. it was for the people that are trying to reschedule their trips that got axed. So right, but it's like man, you would hope that they accommodated all those people. Another problem that I saw was that a lot of the hotels that people had were not even opening for their, you know, when they have reservations. They really had to call in order to get cast members to accommodate them and move them to hotels that were actually open. (laughs) Right. So that was another headache for a lot of people, too. So how far out did this calendar go? Because, you know, you would hope that those people that didn't have those hotels opening up could go go further out in the yeah further out in the calendar i believe it went out to next year somewhere in june or something like that so like a year out but when they opened up for future reservations as well i was actually able to snag one (laughs) for august it was just like as far out as i could go with it Mm -hmm. so you did a full package again yeah but there weren't like the you know like the all-stars were not available it was either pop or art of animation but i grabbed the caribbean beach resort so oh that should be fun yeah yeah should be wait you're planning a trip yeah i actually reserved one for august so it should next year next year 2021 right yeah Yeah. i mean they haven't reopened anything for this year just yet yeah exactly oh that's cool i didn't know that yeah, I, I was like, maybe I, I should do like July 4 weekend, but I was like, no, they're not, they don't have any festivals going on around that time. So, you know, August is, they have the food and wine going on. So that's something. <laughs> I just have to warn you for August. You, well, I oh, guess yeah, I don't weather. have to warn yeah, you, yeah. but yeah, you should know the weather's pretty sucky. Yeah, there's like the heat, the humidity, and also rain because it rains and, too. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be starting up hurricane season too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. That was that's the, Florida for that's you. That's Florida. <laughs> that's Florida. Yeah, but they will feel like home at that point, ah. right? <laughs> that's true. That is true. She said she misses that kind of weather, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's too cold for her here. Right. Yeah. yeah, California. Yeah. All right. That was the reservation system. And I, I mean, I'm hearing that it's a little bit better now, but by now it's like the early ones are out. Like, you know, the early reservations, you can't get anymore. So it's like later on, you'd have to do your reservation or for the 2020 season. Yeah, I believe the 2020, those who have a current 2020 reservation, those goes only up through like September, late September. Right, yeah, exactly. So it's difficult if you didn't get through, you know? Yeah. All right, so the next article that we have is about Disneyland, and it is postponing the reopening. So earlier in the in the week, there was announcement that Disneyland is not going to... They didn't give a new reopening date for Disneyland Resort. It had to do with California itself not allowing for theme parks to be reopened. So it wasn't really... I don't think it's really a Disney thing. I think they were more forced to postpone it. I think it was a combination of things. Yeah, and plus there's like the whole unions are on strike and all this stuff. They wanted to delay it as well. Marissa, what what do you think about that situation in Disneyland? Well, so the whole initial thought process of reopening Disneyland, that was all a proposal. So everything was tentative. That July 17th date, as well as the 
I think I'm not sure if they're still doing the phase reopening of Downtown Disney. Do you know? That is definitely approved. They're That's still, a go. Yeah. Yeah, they're going ahead with that. Still. So it's it's just the the resort itself, right? The parks. Yeah, the park and I believe and the, the actual like hotels are opening. I think Why they were supposed to be the, 20, the twenty third though. Theirs was after the yeah. Right. park. Yeah. So yeah, I. I don't disagree with them holding off the park reopening. It's just with the spikes going on in California right now, I think it's safer for them to pull back. And I'm glad that they're reassessing this and they're adhering to the government and what is being asked of them. It's also giving more time to train the cast members properly because with this pandemic, it's super unpredictable and not having proper training and not having proper guidelines can be really, really risky because you have tourists coming from all over the place. So the risk of spreading the disease to other places that are already recovered is very high. Yeah. And and it seems like here in California, the spike is really there in so- SoCal. <laughs> it's yeah. like where it's really getting hit. So what do you think, Nelson, about the uh, pushing back of the opening? It is definitely unfortunate because I was also kind of looking forward to I mean, I wasn't going to go on opening weekend or even in July, but now my planned attempt to go, which was to wait at least like a first month once they reopen, that's now pushed back even more though. (laughs) But, you know, given the situation, I do agree that it's probably smarter and quite simply safer that way. Like Rissa mentioned, yeah, we've we're currently in another pretty significant surge in uh, positive cases again. So, yeah, I think I even heard from my mom that even counties in L.A. are starting to actually lock down again. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just a testament. Yeah, it's it's not safe still. It's kind of another reminder that, yeah, this pandemic's still going on, people. The scary thing is that Florida is also becoming an epicenter, so it's kind of shocking that they're not pulling back over there as well. Yeah, I think it has to do with, you know, it's been politicized and everything like that, so I don't know. Some of their leadership is very hard-headed over there. (laughs) Do you think that when they do reopen, they might get rid of blackout dates for people with passes because, you know, it's been so long since they were able to use it. Rissa, what do you think? No. Do you think they're still going to like blackout the holidays and everything? Yeah, I do. Okay. Because so it's, e- what, it's what we paid for. Oh, okay. But then they're like enforcing a reservation system on you guys, you know? So do you, do you yeah, still think it's they- going to happen with the blackouts? I do because I don't think that they're going to be charging us for those days that we can't enter like normal. They haven't really released any press to the pass holders about how this is going to work. But from the way that I read it and the way that my friends have read it is that basically it'll be free. They're not going to charge us until it gets back to normal. Oh, well, that's good then. Is that how you read it, Nelson? Yeah. So they released some very, very initial details once they announced that they were planning to reopen on the 17th. And the way that I interpreted what they were saying is you'd be able to use your AP to get into the parks, but it won't count against the days that you could use it. They're still going to add the same amount of time up until the parks like start to like quote unquote normal. Yeah. So because like right now the default for pass holders is they're not being charged at all until the parks reopen. But 
for people that called in, they could have continued to pay and they would just extend the dates that their pass is valid for. But the default is just no payments and it's the same end date. Okay. So is that what you've been doing? No payments and then the same end date for you? Yeah, that's what I would, I did. So from what I've read is that they're going to reopen the renewal period by the end of summer. So I should still be fine because my renewal doesn't come up until November. And Nelson, you're, you already renewed, right? I renewed mine back in April. So pretty much smack dab when they first Shut closed down. down. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I ended up paying in full the entire annual pass in one go. So they're going to extend you. They're just going <laughs> to flat out extend me. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Unless, you know, I actually opt to cancel, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so what did you guys think about the pushback from the unions of the Disneyland workers? I saw yesterday they held a protest. Everybody was in their cars and they were all lined up on Disneyland Drive protesting. Did you see that, Rissa? I didn't see any of that, but I, I do believe it's in their right to do so. As long as they're doing it safely and they're not disrupting anything, it's completely in their right to protest what they want. It's part of freedom of speech. And they're concerned about the general public as well as their own safety and their family's safety. So I'm there for them. And I agree with them that it's some rough times right now. And I'm sure that they're personally having some issues financially because it's a hard time for everybody. So it means a lot for them to go out and say, no, I don't want to work right now because it's not safe. So what do you think, Nelson, about them protesting? Well, yeah, it's been in discussions. They've openly been saying, and I've seen article after article saying that the union leaders have been voicing out to Disney saying, like, it's just flat out not safe right now. I feel like it's more dangerous for them. Right. Definitely. So, yeah, it takes a lot for them to voice out their concerns. And yeah, I agree. I would back them as well. As much as I would love to go back, it's just not safe yet. Ultimately, it, Disney as a company decided to postpone the opening date. I understand also why like Disney as a company was really pushing for the 17th, because that's a pretty significant date. Right, right. It the... would have been kind of uh, poetic. <laughs> <laughs> Open back up on the anniversary, right? Right. Yeah, unfortunately, the timing just didn't work out this, this time around. Well, it's very Disney of them to try to make a storybook oh, ending. Yeah. But, you know, life happens and it's not a storybook. So, unfortunately, they had to adjust to what's really happening in the world. And I'm glad that they responded to it in such a way. Yeah, definitely. So, hopefully, everything gets settled and, and everyone is going to be safe when they do decide to open up Disneyland. All right. So, on the next article we have... It's actually a little bit more happy news. Tokyo Disney Resort is planning to reopen July 1st. So what do you guys think about them opening up Tokyo? What do you think, Rissa? I think it's about time. Um, they've had the virus in check and they've had contact logging and a lot of technology going into keeping their people in general in Japan safe. So I think they're going to have a successful reopening and hopefully they can control the crowds in such a way that it is still manageable. What do you think about Tokyo reopening, Nelson? I'm jealous. Wish you could go, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I could go. Yeah, exactly. I've heard Tokyo Disneyland slash Disney Sea, they're the best rated Disney park. And they're already reopening and I haven't gone yet. So I'm just like, oh, dang it. Yeah. 
kudos to Japan, really. I mean, right at the bottom of the article that you linked us, they have only added 30 to 50 cases as of recent. So I'm like, dang, that's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty surprising that they didn't even shut down. People were still out and about. I think it comes from the way that they responded to it early enough when they heard about how China was back in December. They heard about it, so they already started buckling down and, and they were, since they're closer in terms of like geographic literally neighbors right? right so like geographically it makes sense that they were able to respond in such a way and it's japan so they already have that culture of if the leadership says something they're going to follow it because it's for their safety and japan has this culture already where they prioritize patient safety and public safety so i can see how their response really reflects in their numbers today yeah, there's a good response by them, so. So hopefully uh, international visitors don't end up <laughs> creating a resurgence of COVID over there. Are they even open for... For international people for to visitors? come in? I'm not sure. Can people go in? I, I don't uh, know. <laughs> I don't know how they'll prevent people from buying tickets that are like from international. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll... Japan itself will probably have quarantine, quarantine um, yeah. at their borders. When you fly in, you have to quarantine or whatever. Or when you fly out, you have to quarantine. But yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not really sure about how Japan is handling their tourism right now. I know China is doing that from anywhere in the world. Once you get in, you need to quarantine for 14 days. So, And they actually in, in, like are really strict on that. So I would assume Japan would do something like that. Probably. I mean, heck, even Hawaii does yeah, that. Yeah, Hawaii's right doing yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. So you'd have to schedule your vacation for like a month. A month, yeah. <laughs> so much. 14 days to just chill out in a hotel and then you get another like two weeks to actually enjoy right. Japan. Exactly. All right. So another park is going to be reopening on July 15 and that would be Disneyland Paris. And that's the next article that we're going to be talking about. So that's another pretty good piece of news, right? Reopening of Disneyland Paris. What do you think, Rissa? Yeah, I mean, this one's a little interesting, too, because France is so close to Italy, and that was a really, really big country that was hit super hard, you know, by coronavirus early on. We were using Italy's numbers to project how the U.S. would respond. And I'm surprised that Europe was able to rebound as quickly as it did, and I'm hoping that that means that they have herd immunity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be good, right? Right, yeah. What do you think about Disneyland Paris reopening July 15, Nelson? I'm jealous. <laughs> Another one you'd like to go to? Yeah, that's the other park I haven't been to. I've only been to three. Yeah. That's the original Disney World and Hong Kong, which I believe they've opened. They're open Just, also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Just hearing that uh, all these other Disney parks are opening up around the world is just like, dang... It's unfortunate how selfish Americans are. <laughs> so, yeah. You're telling me. <laughs> uh... If you look at the recent graph. Yep, exactly. It looks like a U. <laughs> I saw a recent graph also. I was just looking at, it, like you were saying earlier, how Paris and Italy, their numbers are getting real low. So, and then ours is just skyrocketing up again. It's just like, yeah. wow. Oh my gosh. Oh, man, just wait until next weekend, and then in two weeks, we'll see the oh, effect I of that. Oh, I know, because of 4th of July. 4th of yeah. July. Yeah. So America! Here we go, America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that right now, what we're seeing in, in the U.S. is an uptick because of protests and all these other things, of the congregating and opening up bars and whatever, 
that's causing like two weeks and then you see all this like these numbers so in two weeks from next weekend it's gonna be up again another spike right another another increase (laughs) all right so yeah but they are really taking a lot of safety measures like in paris it says here they're all guests over age 11 are going to have to wear masks and Disney's going to make available more than 2,000 hand sanitizing and hand washing stations, increased frequency of cleaning, and all their facilities are going to be cleaned thoroughly as well. And then the casts are going to have new health and safety training to encourage physical distancing and the use of contactless payment. Yeah, that's an interesting thing about them trying to keep everything clean. I, I hear they're trying to do that in Disney World as well for their reopening. In addition to adding like face shields for uh, the cast members who are in attractions. So, yeah. You guys uh, think that's going to be enough? What do you think, Rissa? I hope so. We'll see because of the way that this virus works. It's very, very tiny droplets. It's not even just talking or just breathing in somebody's air and it can spread to you. So, hopefully, it's enough to keep cast members safe. But because of the numbers in all of these different countries that are opening up, It makes sense that they're opening up this commerce because the economy needs to thrive and tourism is a big part of it. Do you think they're doing enough at Disney, Nelson? In all honesty, I kind of hope that there be guinea pigs. Oh, okay. (laughs) To see if it works. Since they're essentially first adopters and we'll get to see and hopefully just use their experience as and build up for our own protocols. So... Yeah, it's a kind of a wait and see and to see how effective it is and uh, hopefully just, you know, constantly just improve upon it. Definitely. Our uh, next article is about Disney's Spaceship Earth refurbishment still going to happen, but it's going to be opening when the parks open. So it's going to be in the same state that it is currently. So what do you guys think about that update about which rides and attractions are going to be reopening at Disney World? What do you think, Rissa? I thought it was a little weird how they were just picking and choosing which ones, and I, I don't really know how they came up with that, because on the list is Pirates, and that's a a lot of people are on that boat at the same time. You right, know? right. Same thing with, like, what else did they have? They had a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Mm-hmm. At one point, you go into, like, a tunnel thing, right? So it's indoor. It's right. not a completely outdoor ride. I'm wondering how they're managing, like, the people and the loading I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, and they're even going to open Mickey and Minnie's Running Railway and Rise of the Resistance. Those are supposed to have a lot of people going on them, right? Yeah, but with Rise of the Resistance, I can see how they can manage the ride vehicles better. Okay. And keeping it to only certain parties when they're loading. That's true. That's true. Yeah. What do you think, Nelson, about, you know, which ones they pick to reopen? Uh, I don't understand the rhyme or reason <laughs> it kind of maybe just there seemed, isn't <laughs> yeah that might be it i always kind of felt that spaceship earth needed it and when they announced that they were going to i was like finally <laughs> right right of course just like everything else it was affected by the park closures so just getting pushed back and i mean that makes sense that you know they're just gonna keep the ride going per se mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and not do the refurbishment yet because Epcot in general is getting such a facelift right now that they need things there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You need something to ride. <laughs> to keep running. Yeah. So I think it's probably a better move to just for the sheer fact to have another attraction, another ride going because of the lack of variety currently. That is true. 
So yeah, speaking of refurbishments, there's been one going on at Magic Kingdom. So our next article is about Cinderella Castle's new paint job. Have you guys seen the pictures of the color scheme? And yes. Uh, what did you guys think when you saw it? What did you think, Risa? I was like, um, isn't that Sleeping Beauty? It, <laughs> isn't yep. isn't that <laughs> Disneyland Sleeping Beauty Castle? Like, why did they pick Sleeping Beauty's colors? Like, what? Did, why? Right. <laughs> this is supposed to be Cinderella. I felt like when I first saw the aerial views, I'm like, it brought me back also when they brought down the covers for Sleeping Beauty refurb. I was just like, whoa. Right. A lot of it is really pink, too. Yes. And I'm like, wow, that's a bright pink. It's even brighter than the one in Disneyland. It is. But the roof tiles are very blue, just like the ones here at Unsleeping Beauty. So yeah, I could see the similarities. <laughs> yeah. When I saw it, I was like, did they just have leftover paint and then need to use it? You know, <laughs> that's a lot of leftover paint. I don't know. Paint. That's a right. lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, they intentionally painted it bad, but maybe they think that it's going to fade <laughs> because of the sun. I don't know, but that's a lot of pink. It's, it's not lot. even like it's faded in there, you know? No, it's a lot of pink. It looks like pink and it really looks like Sleeping Beauty's colors. <laughs> right. That's why I was like, why didn't they pick a softer blue or like Cinderella's colors? Because it's Cinderella's castle. What would be Cinderella's colors? Like a white because of her dress? It's like white and um, paler blue. I don't know what yeah. they're doing. <laughs> I, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, at least it's not a candy castle, like a candy cake castle like they did for their 25th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why they had to go and make it basically Sleeping Beauty's color scheme. It's like the generic color scheme now. Yeah, just like, <laughs> why don't you just gild it all in gold? Oh, that would have been cool. Like a golden castle. Come on. Yeah, 50th anniversary, right? Gold, gold, just do gold. Go for the gold. Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are reacting like us. They're saying, hey, this looks like Sleeping Beauty's castle. <laughs> I would have gone with like whites, blues, and gold, you know? Right. Or at least like a deeper blue for the rooftops, because that's like really bright fluorescent blue. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, looking back at Disney's original concept art, I was thinking like, that looks better. Right, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not as in-your-face pink as what we're looking at right now. Yeah, I feel like somebody pulled the swatch and was like, oh, this is a lot of paint. I think we made a mistake, but let's just go with it. It'll fade. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Exterior paint, it's designed to. Oh, I know. <laughs> to withstand, but I'm yeah. pretty sure like, somebody, as, as, as somebody made a mistake and they're like, I don't think we can send all this paint back. <laughs> yeah, so. I was just like, the concept art looks so nice. I thought yeah, it was going to be that, you know? It's like a pale pink. Yeah. It wasn't and like a deeper blue. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And they had a lot of gold on, yeah, in that concept. a lot more gold. So where'd all the gold go? <laughs> it bled into the pink. That's what happened. Exactly. It's just not... Well, they still have two and a half more weeks, guys. <laughs> that's true. That's true. To, maybe, maybe that's just the base and they're going to paint over it. <laughs> that's the primer. That's the primer. <laughs> they primed it with pink instead of with white. Oh, <laughs> oh man. my goodness. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's not the only thing that has a change coming. So the next article we have, it talks about major change to Splash Mountain after the outcry. So I know a lot of people have heard about this, but they're planning on changing Splash Mountain's theme to the Princess and the Frog. 
What do you think about that, Arissa? I'm all for it. It especially works in Disneyland because of where Splash Mountain lands in terms of a transition point. It's right next to the Haunted Mansion and is right at the edge of Critter Country. So it still fits within the New Orleans theme. The thing that I struggle with is in Disney World because Splash Mountain is located in Frontierland. So it's kind of like out of place if you change it to Princess and the Frog. They probably should change it to a different theme that fits that area. But I'm all for them not acknowledging Song of the South anymore. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Nelson, about them changing Splash Mountain? I'm also all for changing at least one of them. I don't understand why they have to change both. Okay. Because at first I was actually kind of against them changing the one at Disneyland just because that's the original. Again. Right, right. <laughs> but like Rissa mentioned, when it first came up, we were kind of in talks and it does actually make sense theme-wise. Because, yeah, it's right in Disneyland. Splash Mountain's kind of right next to Haunted, New Orleans Haunted Square. Haunted Mansion, yeah, right next to it. Even when we were discussing our possible changes, just ideas, how... You know, remember you and I had, like, an idea to put something of... Princess and the Frog? Princess and the Frog yeah, in that area? Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, we're like, oh, we should have some sort of Princess and the Frog ride. Yeah, so apparently this has been in the works. I think I remember reading somewhere in the past couple years at least, and they just announced it, so... Right. Thinking about it some more, I am open to it. It doesn't bother me. I would have thought they would have kept at least one of them as quote unquote Splash Mountain, the original. The original? Hmm. I don't understand why they need to change both because that's just another similarity. Like, why can't each park be unique? Have well, their own attractions. There's uh, some problems with keeping Splash Mountain the way that it is. <laughs> well, with the recent incidents that's happened, yes, I do understand. Well, I don't even think it's just with recent incidents. I think it's always been problematic. Disney has just been able to have plausible deniability up until this point because they're like, oh, it's not really praising Song of the South. We we don't even acknowledge that movie anymore. It's just zippity-doo-dah that we're trying to have an uplifting song. But the whole caricature of Briar Rabbit is problematic and Briar Fox is also problematic so I think it's a long time coming. And I even read that the history of Zippity Doodah is that they would have a performer in blackface performing that. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you know it's yeah the song itself is you know that has that history. For me go ahead and change them but you could do Princess and the Frog in Disneyland but Disney World you could do something else too. I, I right, that's what I'm saying. I, I think they could probably do like a Pocahontas ride or something. Oh, that's problematic too, right? <laughs> well, yeah, at some point, yeah. But something like that fits with Frontierland. Yeah, Frontier. Some West thing, you know? Western theme. You know, they have Davy Crockett and everything. And Daniel Boone. I don't know. They did those back in the day. But something that will be a log ride. You can right. do a log ride, like Western theme, like mm -hmm. you're riding down a river or something. Mm -hmm. They can be original. They're Disney. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be Princess and the Frog. So that's what we're getting. But they didn't announce when. So we don't know when it's no, going to happen. They didn't announce when. But I, I do hope that they find a way to marry it within Disney World because I do see it fitting really well in California just because of where the ride is itself. But hopefully they don't do away with critter country as a whole 
because I really love the Pooh Bear ride and Pooh Corner and and Hungry Bear because I've seen some people on Twitter saying that they want Tiana's palace to be replacing Hungry Bear. Oh, no, please. (laughs) I know, exactly. It's one of my favorite uh, quick service in Disneyland. So uh, I don't, there's nothing wrong with Hungry Bear. So I'm like, just please, just keep Hungry Bear. I know. Where great times are always a Bruin. Right. (laughs) Right. Their food is is also like, is good. And they have healthy options and everything. And their bathrooms are always clean. So I don't know. I, I really love Hungry Bear. Do you think they would get rid of Critter Country, Nelson? I certainly hope not. Yeah. It's just that there's only there's only gonna be Pooh Corner left. Yeah, that's the only location really in all of Disneyland that's really young kid friendly. Yeah. Well, Fantasyland. Oh, well, I guess so. <laughs> Never mind. But at least currently that's the only location where you can meet meet and greet with Pooh Tigger, the Hundred Acre Woods characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in terms of on that side of the park, yeah, you're right. right. It is the only corner other than Fantasyland that's just all the children everywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, you want to see the children. I, I totally even forgot. Children <laughs> running around, that's where you that. go. There in Toontown. Yeah. Well, also because especially since they stripped it the Bugs Land in uh Oh, right, California away, Adventure. It's just Fantasyland if they take away Pooh Corner. I don't want to see Pooh Corner go away. That's like and Hungry Bear, oh man. Yeah. That's like the go-to entrance for Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> for you? Is that your go-to? No, I, I like going through the Frontierland side. Yeah, me too. Oh, but Pooh Corner's one of my oh, favorite yeah. candy shops. Well, you you always find what you need over there. <laughs> I, I've been more successful there. Yeah, you're right. Do you guys think they would add something to it? Or they could they add something over there? I hope they expand Critter Country because I kind of want a bigger poo corner to be like hundred acre wood. Cause uh, our friend that went to um, Tokyo Disney. Yeah. The Japan. They, they said that Critter yeah, Country. they said that they have like a really big hundred acre wood store. That's like dedicated to all Winnie the Pooh stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's a popular character. So yeah. Nelson, do you think they have space to put something there? They need to work some things. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there is that big door on the very back but that's like an entrance for cast members so they might be able to work something out but that's the only thing i can think of yeah i doubt it though because it's probably yeah, I, I do doubt it too but they probably use it for like costuming for mm-hmm. um phantasmic oh that's true oh that's, true. that's right that there, huh? i totally i didn't even think of that yeah well hopefully the coming of princess tiana doesn't signal the end of winnie the pooh or well, at least Critter Country. I really hope not. Because New Orleans Square is, it's it's just supposed to be a tiny little thing. Right. And they're already bleeding into Critter Country. So it'll be interesting how they change the actual exterior of Splash Mountain. Yeah, that would be pretty cool to see. And I wonder if they're going to keep the name Splash Mountain. Princess and the Frogs Splash yeah. Mountain. But there's yeah, no mountains I, in New Orleans, right? <laughs> I know. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting like how they handle this and if it's just going to be an interior type of thing or it's going to be like the whole mountain. Ah, it's going to be crazy. I have complete faith in the Imagineers though because of how I've seen them work and especially their documentary on Disney Plus. Like they're really intelligent people and they really think things through before touching iconic rides. I mean, they came up with that ride, so... 
Yeah, and Tony Baxter's on signed on as a supervisory um, consult, and he's the one that developed the ride. Exactly. So, you know, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Princess and the Frogs, Bayou Splash. There you go, Bayou Splash. <laughs> All right. So our last article we're going to be talking about is has to do with the NBA, actually. The NBA is officially coming to Walt Disney World to resume the 2019-2020 season. So they have a plan for a July 30 restart to the season. And what they've been saying, it's going to be kind of like a bubble. They're going to have a bubble where they're testing people before they enter the, the premises and everything. And It's something. They're trying to bring some sports back. What do you think about it, Rissa? What do you think? I think they should have just canceled. Yeah? You See? think they should have canceled? They should have just ended the season where it was at and started the draft and the lottery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Nelson? You, you think they should have just ended it too? Oh, yeah. I was in that camp like earlier this year. I know Rissa wasn't in favor of it, but yeah, things have changed. <laughs> the situation's gotten worse. And yeah, I, I just don't think it's smart. Well, basketball itself is a contact sport. It is. So yeah. I, I don't understand how they can physically conduct this without getting people sick because there have been players that have tested positive. Right. And yeah. there's no data saying that you can't have a recurring it can't flare up again, you know? So there's no data saying that once you have it, you won't have it again. And then there have been at least 16 players testing positive who were planning on going. So it's right. like, you know, are they going to become super spreaders? Because the, what I've heard is that the players that contracted are asymptomatic. seems like every player that's gotten has been asymptomatic. So they could be spreading it to their coaches and right. families and even if yeah. they're in a bubble, right? Yeah, it's not safe and it's it's not smart in my opinion. For a league that wants to tout player safety, this is not very safe. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I know the MLB is also starting up at this complex also, but they're not as close. Like It's not as much of a contact sport in comparison to NBA. Right. Where in basketball, you're like, always and you're literally pressing up against the person right. to guard them right so yeah this is uh it's gonna be interesting and i cannot see any basketball player wearing face mask in the sense of covering their nose and mouth no. oh no no way no, yeah that, that's hard to walk they're hard with to it. breathe in. <laughs> yeah just walking outside with it it's really hard well i've seen them with the training masks you know the ones that like limit their breathing I've seen them with that, but it's like, they're not going to play with that. Yeah, it's not like a high competitive game. It's just training. Right, yeah. I don't think it's smart to resume the season. They should have just ended it. But I guess they're going to be bringing 22 teams. (laughs) Well, at least the Warriors players won't get infected. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, they can still get infected, but not by going here. Yeah, not by going there. They're cut out, so... I guess there's some benefits to being the worst team this year. Yeah, that and having a good, supposedly, I mean, hopefully they get a good lottery pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're guaranteed in what, the top three or, or so? Uh, top five? Top five, yeah. They're yeah. guaranteed top five. All right, so that was our article roundup. Anything you guys want to add or say about any of these articles? Or say you have anything? Yeah, I mean, it's just an interesting time in Disney right now to see all the changes that are happening despite, you know, the pandemic that's going on. 
the world must go on, I guess. So hopefully the company continues to remain agile and that they will be able to still provide the services that they've always been known to do. Nelson, you have anything you want to add regarding our articles? Yeah, so this whole year so far has been kind of a wow, this is pretty crazy, but in strictly Disney news, just this past week was holy cow. (laughs) Right, right. We got a lot of news bombs this entire week, so wow. Yeah, I'm glad Disney's being flexible in this time, and also, you know, there is some positives of like those actual international parks opening back up, so that's great. Hopefully, you know, we all continue to stay safe but yeah hopefully just the entire situation just gets better yeah definitely brissa anything you want to say in closing for our listeners here yeah i just want to thank you all for uh tuning in this week and i hope that you are continuing to stay safe out there we really appreciate all of your support and hopefully we were able to bring you a little bit of disney joy this week nelson anything you want to say to our listeners thanks guys for joining us this week and again lots of disney news bombs this week So hopefully we're informative to you guys if you hadn't heard any of this yet. Yeah, hope you guys also stay safe during these crazy times and hopefully talk to you next week. So yeah, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and for supporting our podcast. If you like our content, check out our website, DisneyTimePodcast.com. We have all our content on there. And I'd like to say on behalf of the other two, keep your watches, sync to Disney Time. See ya. Bye. Later.